We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022, the Masters, Final Bets, DraftKings Ownership, Pivot Plays, the weather, and of course, everyone's favorite time to get banned for life, the live chat, where you only ask good questions. Bad questions will get you mocked. Remember to subscribe to Mayo Media Network. That's the only way that you can ask your questions. So hit that sub button, share this around, and please get in that draw for the Masters swag if you haven't done it yet. All you need to do is subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Leave a five-star review, something nice about the show, Twitter handle, and or email address so I can contact you. If you are a winner, Feinberg and I will be giving away those winners. There'll be three of you on next Monday's show, Masters Recap and the Heritage Bets and One and Done. Additionally, what else do we got on the go here? Uh, Oh yeah, fantasygolfchampionships.com. They keep pressing me on this. We're getting closer to making it full. So please go play in that right now. $100 to play. It's a one and done. Masters through the Open Championship. $10,000 to first place. So hit the description. Go into that right now. You can get one and up to three spots. And since the Listeners League is already full, that's probably where you should invest your money this week. One pick per week. You get text alerts. Take you less than 20 seconds a week. And big money to be won. FantasyGolfChampionships.com. Major season race for the Mayo Cup. Newsletter will come out this evening, and it will have all of the cheat sheets, all of the updated info, any news from Wednesdays that we miss on this show, and it's free to join, so please go do that as well. Tyler Tambellini from RunPureSports.com, host of the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast, is in studio with me. Do you wish it was Thursday yet? Oh, I love it. This is my favorite event. I know it's cliche, but it is my favorite major. Everything about it. Happy to see the patrons back. Happy to have Tiger back. It's going to be exciting either way, but lots to get into. And I feel like, you know, we started recording last Friday and now it's up to Wednesday. It's like, how many shows can we do here? So uh, getting to the final thoughts here as we speak. I don't have my betting card finished as of yet because there's a couple of things I want to run by you. I don't have any first round leaders. I want to talk about the weather as it pertains to that just a little bit. But here's what I got going right now. The Masters betting cheat sheet the full cheat sheet will be available in the newsletter tonight so come on subscribe to it all right smash the like while you're here as well Colin Morikawa I waited for that number to get a little bit better throughout the course of the week I got it don't love the win but I just like Morikawa I want to go with a guy who's a winner 25 to 1 Will Zalatoris 40 to 1 
Adam Scott, 70 to 1. The two bombs, see, whoo, Kim, who everyone is on this week, 100 to 1, with the top eight each way. My guy, Bobby Mack, Robert McIntyre, 125 to 1, with the top eight. I was able to cash out my 110 at you know, close to full price and then put a bigger bet on the 125 and get those eight places, so I'm in on that. Thomas Peters from before, that's only a top five each way, but that's 125 to 1. Tiger Woods to make the cut, plus 120. That's down to minus 110 now. Would you still play it at minus 110? I would, yeah. I think I feel like that's the free bet you and I talk about on here with different promotions and sites. They're not promoting it at all, but I just think it's like, hey, come on in. You can have this one. We'll take you on all the other long shots here. To miss the cut parlay, Hideki plus answer pays 8.3 to 1. That is just a pure injury play on both these guys. Hopefully, I'm not playing either of them on DraftKings. So if they want to hit one shot, then withdraw. I am good with that. That would be fantastic news. Yeah, I can do it. I, I hear what you're saying. I might substitute the same bet, but move Answer over to Casey. We'll talk more on that later. But uh, maybe his back could just shoot back up with the spasms or something. Answer, I feel like he's kind of a little bit ready, posting mustache pics and everything. He's feeling good, I think. So I played two to make the cut parlays right now. One is an 11-player parlay. One is a 12-player parlay with Tiger on the back end of that plus 120. So pay some pretty good odds. So here's what we got. Here are the two. One is just without Tiger. One is with Tiger to make the cut. Zalatoris, Connors. Hatton, Henley, Rose, McIntyre, Fitzpatrick, Neiman, Scott, Leishman, C, woo, Kim is one, and then plus Tiger is the other one. Pays pretty big odds. I like it all. The one guy we'll talk about when we get into it, I'm sure, but Neiman being in there with Tiger, I don't know if that worries you if you made it before or after. I made it, it before. I okay. probably wouldn't include him on and it, it now. Not, it may not phase the guy. We talked on Friday with Ben Raza and you and I on here together saying like Neiman's of that class that people are just dropping him out of it. I don't know. We'll see how he mess, how he goes with the, the mess of the crowd that we have out there. But I feel like Louis O is a little safer in that group versus Neiman. We'll wait and see. Well, when we get to the DraftKings ownership, I'm curious to talk about Neiman because this playing with Tiger has gotten everyone off of him. Yeah. So is it a buying opportunity on Neiman? I don't know if I want to bet him outright, but... Yeah, I definitely don't want to bet him, and I didn't love the number. I kind of liked it when we talked last Friday, but I do think it's just if you were going to play him before, I don't think it's a big enough reason. The sample sizes on it are extremely limited. There is guys that have come through with it. I think somebody pointed out last night, and I know we're switching back and forth, but Louis is in the group, but I think someone pointed out Louis played a couple times with Tiger. Maybe even when he did win his major, Tiger was there, and then another time, like a top five with Tiger in his group. So he's more than comfortable. If you think Neiman can do it, definitely a play on DraftKings. So I got two more bets to make here. And I have it narrowed down. I've been writing about this in the newsletter every single night that I don't really know what to do. Hart says Brooks. And I can get him up to 22 to 1 still. Everyone's on that bet though, yeah. right? Does yeah, that, yeah. Would that worry you? Because that worries me. No, not so much in betting. There's always we've, we've come through quite a few times, actually, I think in this last year and a half maybe on community bets, if you will. So I think you can do it. It's obviously Brooks at a major. It's again, does he show up or not? We'll have to wait and see. You can't really take anything into play of last year when he was on one leg. But at that number, 22, uh, he definitely wins more than one in 22 majors. Just check the last few years. So I think it's a good bet. Speeth 25 to 1. <laughs> I just, I, I, it's funny. I shouldn't have done that exercise on Monday or Sunday night, whatever it was. It's like, hey, let's start making cases for and against players. Like, I didn't really want anything to do with Speeth. And then I wrote up all the pros that go into Jordan Spieth there. And I recall betting Jordan Spieth, even when he was crappy at worse numbers than this, comes in with an awesome... T I just wish he sucked at Valero. I really do. For some reason, that's sucking me in. 
It didn't change the number much, though. I think that's still a good number, like you said. So if you like it, I, I mean, I would personally go with Brooks just based on his history in majors. I can't get the Justin Ray stat out of my mind. I retweeted today. Like, it's like 98 to 28 or something of him over DJ for strokes gained. He just is different when it comes to these events, and he has shown some flashes lately where I think that's a good number at 22. So now I have one in the mid-range, too, to go with Adam Scott, and I think I have it narrowed down to a few euros. Hatton, Lowry, or Fitzpatrick? Lowry makes the most sense, right? Yes, and two of those three are on my card. I have uh, Cantlay, who we talked about last Friday, and then right after that, I go to Lowry. I got at 50, and I didn't get this great Hatton number that everybody had at 95, but I'm still comfortable with it at 55. I so see it. I, I got a 65 in front of me right now. I, I like that. Yeah, I think, again, especially with what we're talking about, we're going to get into weather in a moment, but you've got wins, things like that. Hatton just has a really good around the green game, and then you and I have been on this case the last few events that we've talked about him here in this very studio where it was even in his overseas stuff, he had good form. He came back over to play on the PGA Tour, had some great finishes, great results in all kinds of different conditions. I think he makes sense here at that number. Not seeing anything better than 50 on Lowry at the moment, unfortunately. I like it. I could have grabbed him at 60 earlier in the week and just didn't because it's me. I was like, I know, that'll get better. No one will want Lowry. Turns out everyone wants to bet on Shane Lowry this week. No love for Fitz because he's going to be a popular DraftKings play. Yeah, some people go the opposite route there, but I think he is a good value on DraftKings. So I don't, I'm not going to worry about that ownership. We've seen guys that are heavily owned at the Masters still come through. I think the price is pretty fair, even though there's pivots down there. But if you like the number, I prefer Lowry over all of them. And then the numbers that some people found on Hatton and even your number you can still get is pretty solid. So would you go 50 on Lowry or 65 on Hatton? I'm, on, I'm bigger on Lowry for sure this week. All right. So I'll have that in the newsletter tonight. I think I'm doing Spieth. Spieth over Brooks. Screw it. Give me the three extra points. <laughs> Give me Jordan Spieth. Give me weird weather and everything that, can, that comes along with that. I could try and talk you one thing real quick. I had a tidbit on today, but the Spieth first round leader is basically the same number. He's like three of the last five years first round leader or something or been in the mix. So I would re- I would highly recommend that over having to wait all the way to get there. Maybe you just hit it right on right on Thursday. 30 to 1 is Jordan Spieth first go. round leader right now is I, I like what I'm that. looking at. But I, I do want to talk about the first round leader market a little bit. But I want to talk about the weather first. Yeah. Because I think that's something it's going to be difficult to really parse because if you look at Thursday, it's going to be raining in the morning up until the first tee times, maybe a little bit into it. So the course should theoretically, even with the dry air system underneath all the fairways and greens, it should be a little bit softer, maybe a little bit more gettable, maybe a little bit slower that's just me projecting i don't actually know that because the winds all day aren't good like they're above 20 mile per hour gusts throughout the entire day so it's not like the guys in the morning aren't playing in the wind and the guys in the afternoon are so i don't think about that too much but the soft course kind of sucks me in a little bit then on friday when you look at the weather uh it's kind of the same thing but the guys in the afternoon kind of get it worse because if you get on the course early low winds Still gusts of 20 miles per hour, but then it gets up to like constant 16, over 30 mile per hour gusts when you get into the afternoon. So slightly towards the PM AM. I don't know if I'm going to make any lineups that way, just because everyone's so condensed at the Masters. It's a small field. It's not like you're getting a huge wave adjustment. And realistically, when you look at it, the guys that would probably play in the best conditions looking at the tee times are probably the guys that you don't want anyway. Like the ones with the best tee times, 8 a.m. on Friday, are like Stuart Helstad and Lucas Glover. And and I guess my guy Bobby Mack is out there. Cam Davis, Bernhard Langer. Like they stack the waves for TV. So when people get home from work, they can watch Tiger on day one. They can watch Spieth and Dustin and Cantlay and Morikawa and Rom on day two. So 
you're not really going to get a great draw for any of the good guys. Yeah, you nailed it there with the TV thing as well. If you look just on Thursday, the PM wave, like the last three or four groups is like 12 or 16 of the best golfers. Like you can just go back and look. So I think that's interesting. I think the other thing you said too, like I've looked at stacking the PMM waves and I'm going to do some of it, but what I'm mainly doing is just taking the values from there and then taking whatever the studs are, even though their times are technically later. Because like you said, if you were stacking it currently on the best tee times, you'd probably have to leave about $5,000 on the table and play a bunch of scrubs, which I definitely don't think is the case of what you should be doing here. So I misspoke on yesterday's show with Rick, uh, mixing up Jose Maria Alathaba with Miguel Angel Jimenez. My apologies for that one. Uh, I think he was the last guy to miss a cut before coming in and winning the Masters. That would be the Rory situation this week. But if I am going to target guys out early on Thursday, I don't know if that's a proper strategy, but I want to run a couple of these names by you here. Higo is out pretty early on Thursday. Just play that left-hander type stuff. Maybe that can come through. Swafford and Cam Young are both out there pretty early. I mean, not early, early, like 8.40 a.m. Other than that, Siwoo is out there early. Harmon is out there early. That's really it before you get to like the 9.30 tee times. And that seems to be past the point of when there's going to be any sort of advantage, I would think. Yeah, I think I would like that Harmon play. I think that could be interesting because if you look at the fact that what he can do, he can find that hot putter early on. I could easily see a board where Harmon's four under to start the week and everyone's like, oh, here we go again. And then on DraftKings, of course, he's $6,800. So everyone fired up for that. Your Higo play, I know you like him, so I wouldn't hate that one. The guy I like is actually a little later. And I just, I think like you said, I think the morning is the area to target for the first round leader. Saw a stat on that, a little trend, if you will. I think it was nine of the last 10 years. But uh, just looking at it in general, Fleetwood was the guy that we talked about on Thursday. I think he's 10 13 or somewhere in that range early enough for me and he has actually been really good on the thursday friday runs at the masters not so good on the weekend so let's just get the money with him on thursday so there seems to be three guys that everyone is gravitating towards because you mentioned the speed how often he's first round leader at this course justin rose is another one yep. who is just continuously a first round leader and everyone i've seen so far this week is betting fleetwood first round leader i don't know what to do with them i kind of want to bet all of them i kind of want to bet none of them Ugh. Not numbers-wise, I think a couple things. We talked about the Spieth one, that's different, but just at 30, that's an incredible number when you think about the whole thing. Just try and get it done early on and focus on the rest from there. But Fleetwood's 60. I don't know what number you still have on him. I think at 60, that's a pretty good number for a guy that can go out and definitely lead this thing after one. That you know, I, I'm much more interested in that. than It's like the opposite effect of Spieth than trying to find a number on Fleetwood to win the thing. I don't think he's winning. And if you want to play him and get some action on him, he's great at 7,700 on DraftKings. But that 60 to 1 for first-round leader, I think, stands out for me. And I'm definitely in on that. Yeah, 55 to 1 now yeah. because it's going to continue to be a really popular play. The odds keep shrinking for it. Don't love that. So I'll have those tonight. I'm thinking Harmon Young, Higo, Bobby Mack. L yeah, I like go the, with, I like go the with the morning. Mack one too. Go with the morning. I'm playing so much Bobby Mack this week. It's, yeah, it's we'll gonna, talk about him. <laughs> silly. He's going to come in last place, but you know. I lose money every week anyway. What's the difference? He, d he doesn't come in last place really ever. That's the difference. But I don't know if, if as many people want to go there because of your aforementioned Cam Young. That's going to be the conversation later when they're both sitting at 7,000 on DraftKings. But for your first round leader bet, you can bet both. And one of them could definitely find their way to the top. Well, we'll let's talk DraftKings ownership then. Because it does seem like Justin Thomas is going to be the highest owned player on the slate. There's been different names bandied about the entire week of who is it going to be. And we kind of have the five guys that we all feel pretty comfortable with in terms of being the highest owned, at least projecting it out that way. So Justin Thomas, I think Brooks is going to get there. I think Rom is going to get there. Cameron Smith will get there. And then it starts getting a little bit trickier. Connors, I don't know what to do with because 
every day I check back, fewer and fewer people are playing Corey Connors because he was identified as the chalk a week ago Mm -hmm. when the pricing came out. Is he becoming that guy that everyone just said, well, I don't want to play chalky Corey Connors. All of a sudden we look, he's 12% owned. Don't think it backtracks that far. My my thing that I think is almost identical, but I think it's like 25% Corey Connors is backtracking to 18 to 20% Corey Connors. And therefore there still is leverage opportunities. I do think you're right. I just, I think the numbers are starting at a much higher number and coming backwards from there. Zalatoris will be popular. Yeah. Siwoo Kim is going to, you talk about Young versus McIntyre. Siwoo Kim is now just soaking up all that ownership, which is I can't believe people aren't terrified. As someone who does this every week with Siwoo, I, people don't seem to be scared of this whatsoever. I don't get it. Yeah, Siwoo and even the guy at the same price tag, Max Homa, it seems like you know there's just enough talk of it going around. And to, both of those guys, like I get this stuff with Siwoo, at least we have some history to go off of. We know the upsides there. He is younger. He's won big tournaments, all these factors. But it is interesting when you look how deep and wide that range is of guys that we can play that have actual upside and can score well on DraftKings, and he's the one that's being pegged out. Looking at it now, the lowest owned, and projection sites have this really weird. I don't think that Scheffler and Morikawa are the two. Hovland, you can probably throw into the mix as well. Those three guys, if you feel good about one of them, I think that's your leverage point above $10,000. One of those three. It feels to me like Scheffler and Hovland. Like Morikawa, at least some people are still trying to work their way onto him. Like especially because JT, uh, kind of the Corey Connors situation, where I think as we get to today, which we're here, people are saying, oh, JT is going to be the highest owned now. Maybe I should look to do something. I think you're okay with it. Just play the guy you want to play up there. But because Morikawa is right below him, because Morikawa has been winning majors and WGCs and is basically a similar ball striker that just needs to find a putter, I think more people are leaning there. Hovland, completely unowned, and Scheffler with Rom, DJ, JT, everybody. It's just tough to imagine him being over 10, maybe 12%. We'll see. I don't know. I'm thinking about working Hovland into the mix here. I'm going with Rom and Morikawa. Those are my two guys above $10,000, building lineups around them. I might throw just something else in that has a few Vic shares because everyone has now talked themselves off of Vic because the guy can't chip. Well, he can still ball strike better than almost anyone. Yeah, I think it's because the wind too, right? There were a little bit more. And I know there's some stats out there that say like some of his wins didn't have shot tracker and he obviously chipped well at those events enough to win the event and all these factors that go in with it at 10-1 and I understand it, but it's just really tough, man. You got to make your choices. There's you know, seven guys up in that range. JT, Rom. I've talked myself with your bet and everything into a little bit of the Morikawa situation that I sort of just described. So I'm, I'm okay going there. And then I've got a little DJ as well. It's kind of worrisome, but at 10-5, I'll take some chances. Hearing rumors about Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy that maybe not in the best headspace right now coming into this event. Yeah, from a, that's a little local knowledge uh, that got passed on to me. I don't know how much to believe it, but not in a great spot at the moment. And we could see it. I don't, I don't know how Rory could be in a good headspace after even missing the cut at Valero. I don't care if you care about that event or not. The point would be uh, you went there, you skipped a match play to get ready and primed for an event you're trying to win the career Grand Slam at. Now, on the other side of that, I was going to ask you this. Uh, Tiger news. Uh, Bryson, injury, Bryson with injuries. Bryson with Phil gone dark. You've got, uh, you know, Kance, uh, sorry, um, Casey, An- Answer, Hideki, all these other injuries. Hideki's menu. There's very little in the, the headlines right now about Rory's Grand slam is that the perfect storm for him coming in to just take it down mental headspace aside i don't know it's a ten thousand though he is right there and you got cam smith right underneath getting plenty of ownership uh, brooks who you mentioned jordan spieth Kent all those guys shoffley as well mm-hmm. shoffley no matter what you see for the projection of xander shoffley it's gonna be higher yeah it always is and even though everyone is gravitating towards brooks and zalatoris is likely to be pretty popular like 13 to 16 percent i would say down near the bottom that leaves can't lay 
owned, but not super owned. No one's playing Hideki. No one's playing Bryson. I'm not playing either of them either. Yeah, I've, t- I've come around completely on, you know, just if I was even going to use them in like the $15 or something, neither. If they beat me, they beat me. The The defending champion thing too has been real for a very long time. And at 9,300, you still have to have them do something here. There's just way too many other guys in this range that I can play. That leads us to the eights where the Millie Maker is going to be one, I think. Can you pick the guy here that everyone else is off that is going to do it? I mean, we'll start from 9,000 to 8,000 because the two players in particular I wanted to ask you about. One is Daniel Berger, two is Sungjae. One of those two guys I feel is critical to people's lineups here. I feel better about Berger, but obviously he's way more expensive. And right now, Sungjae's projected ownership is like 5%, but he's in between Tiger, Adam Scott, Neiman, Finau, and Hatton, all who project in double digits. Yeah, it makes it tough. And we have the Tiger thing going on as well. Because I think, you know, based on all the reports, Tiger's going to get ownership too. I like your call there. The one thing that worries me about Berger, I am playing him some, but at 9,000 is when he's played in these stronger fields, he's like a top 20, a top 25. Now he has become a little bit better golfer. So maybe that changes here. I have heard some guys that have been down there before the, the cutoff yesterday for the uh, the rain delay that are at the practice rounds watching Berger play saying he looks incredible out there. Everything's working with his game. Again, a little rumor, but who knows? But I actually think it's a different guy. I like the M take. I think that could definitely be it. But uh, we talked a little bit about Burns the other day. I like Burns. I'm playing Burns. Yeah, I think he's just too good, man. I don't know if you saw the Scotty Scheffler interview yesterday with like the super dad laugh. Like we always make fun of how old he looks already, but he's on there basically laughing at his own jokes, saying he was playing cards with Sam Burns. He's saying Sam Burns was whipping his ass out on the course all week in practice, but he was beating him in the card game. Like, Scotty, get your head on right here. You got to get your head in the game for the Masters, buddy, if you want that green jacket. Burns looks good. And then the other guy, Louie. We talked about him. I've mentioned him a couple times. I've come around on it. Like, I always used to play this guy at 8K in majors when nobody else would. Everyone started hopping on him this last year or so and doing it, and now nobody wants anything to do with him, and he's 8,900. I don't really care the fact that he's in Tiger's group, anything like that, like I mentioned. I think he's a good enough player here to be able to shine through. Obviously, we know what he could be in majors, and he still is a major champion, but he could have a lot more. I think we could see something here out of him at 8,900. I'm still using Adam Scott more than any of these guys, but pairing up a little bit of Burns, a little bit of Lowry, although Lowry's going to have some ownership along with him, and maybe a little bit of Louis or Berger, I think is the way that I want to play that 8K range. In the sevens, Henley, Connors, Siwoo, and then you can make cases for other guys with ownership. Those are the three that are really, and Fitzpatrick, sorry, are really coming through. And I'm playing Fitzpatrick, thinking about playing Connors, fading Henley, I don't know what to do with Siwoo. I'm struggling with him. Uh, I really am. I liked him a lot coming in, but like you said, just when you've got not, I never want to fade a guy just because of ownership, but it is still Siwoo we're talking about. You, you introed it best. Like this is a guy that you know well and clear. Anyone following your stuff and watching this show has followed you for years, knows what you go through with a guy like this. And sure, take on some boom bust risk reward going into this, this type of tournament. But at the same time, look at the range that's around him. You mentioned Bobby Mack, Cam Young. You can go above Seamus Power, Leishman, Bubba Watson. I'm just, I don't, I, I don't want Bubba. I don't want Seamus. Leishman's cur- don't want him don't want Reed don't want Horschel then that gets us up to like Rose Webb and Casey I don't really want to play those guys either so I think that makes your decision a little bit easier then you got to just feel comfortable because you're obviously getting different elsewhere I mean this range only has 20 guys in it you named about 10 you don't want so I'm sure you're either more comfortable with the 6k range or like you said and I like your call the 8k range could be where these millimakers are won on DraftKings so that's where you can get you know a little bit more aggressive I know guys that are fully skipping it and even when Ben was here he mentioned on the broadcast about going two studs which would also be skipping 9 and 8k and dropping down so you're getting different just by going into that 8k range instead my pool right 
now is at the very bottom. It consists of Siwoo, McIntyre, Young, and List. Those four guys. Probably need to drop one, because I'm only playing 50 lineups, so... Eh, maybe I could get away with that, because there's not there's not a lot in the sixes that I like at all. Yeah. Like, I'm playing Champ, because that's fun. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of Higo. Peter seems like he's getting a bunch of steam here. Maybe I'll just turn to Kevin Na. Old, reliable Kevin Na. Harmon's actually drawing some ownership, too. We thought it would be Kisner. It's Harmon. Yeah, it ends up being Harmon. And even Na, actually, be surprised. A, bit, you know, a lot of the conversations this last day or so have been around Na because of wind, how strong his around the green game is. And he can almost go, like, people are comparing this weather in some cases to Zach Johnson's year. That's Kevin Na. Yeah, I don't think it's the same, I was just going to say, but I think that's what people are envisioning now for Kevin Na is he can just lay up, get it up close. If he's not on the green, he can use that elite short game, and then we know he wants to walk in putts. So I, I don't know what your thoughts are on all that, but, like, Harmon and Na seem similar in that sense, and they're both going to sort of pull away from Kevin Kisner. I mean, isn't Bizadenhout basically the same guy too? Yeah. Like, on a downgraded level... But if we're if that's the skill set that we're playing, guys that were great for like 125 and in, great short game, great putters, yep. wouldn't he fit that mold too? Yeah, he does, actually. You just right there, like I said, just skip off that range completely, drop down to a guy like him where he's just above Peters, but just below. Like I think that's actually a really good squeeze play. That's why we do these shows. I think that's you know, he's I call it a squeeze play because he's in the middle of the sixty eight hundred dollar guys people are deciding on. And then like you said, Peter's getting some ownership down below. Uh you know, people are taking shots on Straka, Cam Champ. Oh, like, no. Fewer people, I'm going to add Cam Champ to my first round leader list. When I put out this morning, who do you like as first round leader? I think 75% of the answers were Seb Straka. Yeah, I think he's got that tee time to what you liked there. Maybe Champ does too. I don't know. I he does look, not. But, uh, I need someone to root for in the afternoon after all my guys in the morning flame out. Yeah, Straka's 820. Like he's first, he's not first off, but he's out there very early to your, your time that works. So that's where Straka's coming from. So is it going to be like a group Straka bet here? First round later, that's the move? Uh, I think it's going to be a group struck a bet. I don't <laughs> think it's going to be one that comes through. I, I mean, good for the number and for the bet. It make I get why it makes sense, but that would be the one I'd be more scared about. Will you use any cam champ? No. Why not? Um, actually, I lied. In the $100 Millimaker, I built some hand-billed uh, bomber lineups the other day, and he did make those lineups. And sadly and sickly enough, another guy that made them was Matthew Wolf. And I think that's, I think this is dead money, but in something like the $100, there's 29,000 entrants. I'm more okay with like building two or three lineups that are the same core. And Ben does this all the time. He sort of brought it into play that you can't really correlate in golf besides like weather stacks, but you can the way he does it if you go stat stacks and you just all bombers or all approach guys all around the green game. Game, whatever it might be and so i did get cam champ into some of those this is my favorite pairing or like favorite group of the first few days list wolf and Mackenzie hughes yeah can they just merge into one player <laughs> they'd could be that, very or, good or, or could list and hughes just play as a team or something like that they, they would be very good if they did uh <laughs> did you have thoughts on Mackenzie hughes we briefly mentioned him and made fun of him the other day i did about the canadian jordan speed factor but at 6,300, doesn't look like as many are going there. Like, people might mention him, but I always say that. They'll talk about him, but will they click the button? The thing that interests me more about him, Pat, and I'll let you go, is just the thought of the scoring, right? You know, everyone keeps saying the fact. You need to get guys in the top 20. Well, a guy like Mackenzie Hughes could finish 30th, but then have an eagle on there because he dropped a 40-foot bomb like he always does or chipped in off the green for an eagle or something like that where that just boosts his scoring that much more. And what if it propels him to a top 20? He's just 6,300, and we've seen him do it before. As weird as this sounds, I think I if I was gonna go down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play Higo at 63. I wouldn't recommend other people do that, <laughs> but I think I'd rather go Charles over Hughes. Oof. Just when you look at the yeah. like overall putting numbers from the Masters, that's how Charles does it. He just yeah. makes putts everywhere at Augusta National, yeah. and he's been bad. But he so was Hughes. 
they neither any none of them have really been that good to your point. So I agree there. It's just more of like you said. I think it's seeing the upside. Schwartzel, if he shows up and finds that putter, he definitely could come through. But I just can't think of any time he's been doing anything lately. Herman Young, Higo, Bobby Mack, Champ, Straka, six first round leader bombs. Cancel Straka and do Spieth, please. Yeah, but that's so much more money. Doesn't matter. Thir- you're still getting thirty. That's a good number. It's an all right number. It's it's a good number for Spieth and for a guy that's actually done it three times in like the last five or six years. Do you have any thoughts on Hoagie? Because the stats love Hoagie. Two guys actually the stats love, and I want to talk about it because he is one of them. And then List was the other. My I'm, ch- I'm playing List, 100%. So my Not ch- 100% of lineups, but I am definitely in on playing Luke List. I think I'm playing Hoagie. My challenge with List was the hometown narrative, sleep in your own bed, all this. We've seen it with other guys. Rory at the Open, Fleetwood at his Open, like all these events where people go. But those guys were expected to win true. those weeks and like really perform. No one gives a shit about Luke List. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> he, he does still worry me a little bit, but Hoagie, I do have some interest in. He's basically like um, JJ Spawn. Last week was the example I used last night on one of the shows I was doing where he's the same price actually 6700 they by the way brought spawn back into this field at the same price as last week which is fair but hoagie is that price with the fantasy national stats popper and he's got the capabilities having a great season he's already had some magic maybe he can find it here you know how stupid I feel for not being on the JJ spawn outright bet last week yeah when we looked at it we looked at everything it's like man he looks great coming in. He's no way J.J. Spawn's going to win, right? Oh. I was like, no, of course Talk, not. Talked about him plenty, <laughs> saw the number. Kenny liked him, a couple other people I talked to, and I just did not put the bet in. No. Well, I think that's – oh, you wanted to do Finau. Yeah. Give, give, me your, give me your Finau take here. Well, just – I think he's good. I think more I came around on him. Like, the, the ownership everywhere, and I know it's wonky in some places, but nobody seems to be willing to put him over 15%. And to me, that just is odd. Like, I thought at the start of the week, for sure, people would go to him. Maybe they are finally just done with him, and this is probably not the place to be done with him. And, of course, that he does the best on. Even on a, a turned ankle, he came top 10. His history is good here. We know it's, of course, history spot. The price is fair, and it allows you to do other things. Like, if you had those two studs up top, you could still make Finau your third and then pick up in the same range that most people are while skipping the 9 and 8K range. A lot of different constructions you can do with them there at 8,100. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo will get you 20% off. I included this in the newsletter last night. The best players since the beginning of 2019 on a per round basis in 17 mile per hour and over wins. Tony Finau has the most strokes gain total of anyone. It's Finau, Lowry, Cantlay, Will Zalatoris, Justin Thomas. Those are the top five players by that metric over the past 50 rounds. Most guys have max 20 rounds kind of thing, but I want to go back four seasons See what we get. You can always shrink that sample if you remember. Search it any way you want. But I just thought that was... Didn't like that. All the wind does make me nervous about Morikawa. It really does. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, he can figure it out. Eventually, these guys figure it out. Think about Morikawa. It's a whole, whole other level. Opposite of Hoagie and the or the list thing with the hometown thing, and he wasn't expected to win. Morikawa's not expected to win, but the guy was at the Open saying his game was off. He had three days to fix it, and then goes out and wins the Open. He's played here a couple times. I think he can find it and go out and win the Masters. It is possible, so I like your bet. That's why I brought him in. Last thing on Finau was just, don't you think, too, with anybody that was going with Neiman? Like, Neiman was almost like the guy that was going to be the sneaky guy, but maybe not, where he was going to still be like 12 to 15% and now with the tiger grouping i wonder if people just knock down that hundred bucks and get to Finau and we start to see him inflate even more as we get to lock i don't know i don't know if this is actually gonna get people off neiman yeah 
I feel like it will. It just feels like the conversation is too heavy on it right now. I don't I don't think it gets them off anything else, but I do feel like with Neiman, it's worrying people. And, and that, to me, if his ownership is coming down, it makes me like him just a little bit more because I already liked him. And now it's you're telling me just because of a crowd, he's not going to be able to pull it off. Like It's definitely a different crowd than these guys are used to seeing, but I still think he's capable and he's a good golfer. Does Tiger's ownership go up or down depending on stakes? I would assume it goes down. Uh, definitely goes down on stakes. So I was thinking about what you're mentioning. Yeah, like you go to the 888 or you go up to the high mega milli, it's definitely going to be lower there because that's where people are just accustomed to saying there's no chance. It was this way even way back uh, in 19 when he won. He was not owned very much anywhere, but he still was higher owned in the lower dollar stakes because the casual players are in there just taking a shot on him and they think it's a chance he comes back. You should just even my group chat last night among my very... They're, they're only going to watch the Masters this year. Right. They all talked about putting in Tiger bets. Yeah. <laughs> the bets, for sure. I think that one's, like I said, it feels almost like... But but that's the other side of the bets, Pat. Like, I know I said it earlier, like the promotional thing. I feel like it's that without actually being a promo. But also, did you see some of, like, the first-round leader numbers? Like, he's, like, 74 and a half is the number to beat. Like, I don't know. The, the books are, like, confident in one way and then not in the other. I don't know what they're doing with it exactly, but they definitely want to draw us in. Well, the biggest thing, like even when you compare like some of the sites lay everything out with winner, top five, top 10, top 20, whatever, all listed next to each other. Tiger's odds for top five, top 10, and top 20 do not match his outright price whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So they're sucking people in with the outright price because that's what people want to go bet. Tiger's going to win. I'll bet on Tiger to win. But the other odds actually seem a lot more realistic. Yeah, I, I agree. And you think back to when he won in 19, you remember the story going around Twitter, the guy that brought the whole briefcase in and dropped the big bet on Tiger, got it. And then I think he gave a bunch of it back on futures bets beyond that, betting on Tiger to win like every major after the fact. But it makes sense. People want to bet Tiger to win. And I've even seen him boosted. And usually a boost is a, a bad sign, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Unless Scotty Scheffler has been the boost this year. Yes. Every time Scheffler has been boosted at some of these sites, he's won. So. Yeah. I don't take that for what it is. Books have less faith, I guess, but he's doing the job and and punishing them. So Tiger ownership in the $15 millionaire maker, over under 10.5%. Over. Really? I think I was going to say range 10 to 12, so I'm going to go over when it's 10.5. That's just what I think. $100 millionaire maker. I think it's less, eight. Are you going to play him? Uh, I have a a couple hedge lineups where I basically just took all my core plays of the week. Like at Run Pure Sports, I do core plays and tiers and things like that. I took Tiger and just filled the core in around it. And if I've got five lineups with a minute, then so be it. But nothing like that and not playing them at all in my 150 set. All right. Reminder to everyone out there, if you want to get in on some of that master swag, the giveaway, subscribe, rate, and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, specifically on Apple Podcasts, because they let you leave reviews. I can check the Spotify ones, but no one can ever really seem to figure out how to do those. So, you know, leave the ratings on Spotify as well. Uh, If you can figure out how to do the Apple one, do that too. It only helps, you know, erase all the episodes from this week and go download them again. Stuff like that is we're making the push, Tambo, to try to become the number one here. We're up to like number three or number two in most countries in terms of golf, golf betting, fantasy sports. I'd like to have, I don't think ever had i haven't had the number one ranking in six years at any point but number two plenty of times yeah and the fantasy footballers just kill me oh it's always fucking, that fucking way mike I, i'm with you though i hate losing more than i like winning so i, I would like to get to number one with you here. all right see so yeah, i'll be nice people really enjoyed this one too this is a new brand it's like in football season cam pozzola people really like that show people really like this show on wednesdays and i it's making me better i'm winning more money on drafting <laughs> so that's good news yeah. i actually haven't made Besides, like, a few hand-built lineups, I haven't made my lineups yet. You don't do that 
until like later. Either, no, tonight. Maybe. Like people ask me, how many you got in your pool? Don't know. Like I have <laughs> two more shows. I said when I get to the end of the night, I'll have the final numbers and I'll put them out there. But the fifteen dollar is like three hundred fifteen thousand people this week, and basically I'm gonna have probably thirty to thirty five guys. I'll condense it down to, and that's it. And then I'll just get as much. You know, I'll move my exposures around to how I want to build them out. But that's how it's gonna go. I have twenty players right now for fifty lineups, and I still might condense that down a little bit. <laughs> and there's, I know that there's a couple guys that I'm gonna have like five maybe 10% ownership on. So I kind of take, took your advice on this. These strong field, just make a stand and go with your guys and be wildly overweight on them. If you win, it's going to be good. Yeah. If you lose, you're probably going to lose it all. You're going to lose most weeks. That's what people <laughs> never seem to realize in PGA DFS. Like you lose all the time. So you may as well try and be right, really right when you when you do have that one good week. You just don't know when it's going to be. And of course, you hope it's going to be a week like the Masters when there's a million dollars up top. So fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20% off if you want to go generate those lineups very easily and pick your own player pool for that. Should mention that uh, if you're like out of golf by like Thursday afternoon, Run Pure Sports is going to be live on Mayo Media Network Thursday night, Friday night, not Saturday night. But Thursday night and Saturday night, you can go ask your questions. Thursday and Friday night, you can go ask your questions uh, on Mayo Media Network. Tambo's going to be on one of those shows. Then Big T might stop in. Who knows? But it's going to be a live show for Showdown the next day. Additionally, me, Cust, and Jeff are going to be sweating the cut. I'm going to come up with the time for that on Thursday once I see how late in the day it actually goes. So the Cut Sweat Show is going to be back all on Mayo Media Network. Subscribe to that right now because if you're not subscribed, you can't ask a question in the chat. And you probably want to get your questions asked in the chat, so I would highly recommend it. Final thing, too, if you're completely out on golf by Friday night, F1 is back this week. RunTheSims.com has free projections up for F1 right now. So if you want to get in on the DraftKings side of that, the head-to-head betting side of it, uh, Justin's running over 10,000 simulations of the race, and he cleaned up the first week he tried this. So the projections are working for him. Uh, I think there might be a lineup generator up there too. I'm not sure, but it's completely free over at RunTheSims.com. You just need to put in an email, and boom, you can download all the projections you need. So I highly recommend you go check that out because I do think that's a very beatable market. Uh, Docker Pass Podcast is going to be up on Wednesday evening too. For everyone who wants to bet the giant UFC card this week. So we got a ton going on in terms of tools, in terms of shows, in terms of picks. So please go support Mayo Media Network and check all of that out. Let's take a second so I can tell you about Element, which is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a lot of salt with no sugar. You're a salt person, not a sugar person, like your boy, Pat Mayo, and this might be for you. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, and weakness. When you sweat, the primary electrolyte loss is sodium, and you can lose up to 7 grams per day. When sodium isn't replaced, it's common to experience muscle cramps and fatigue. I've been super dehydrated after drinking a ton of coffee in the morning, going to work out, and not consuming enough water. I was losing electrolytes. I started using Element. All of a sudden, I feel refreshed. My muscles do not get as fatigued, and I bounce back. Element is used for everyone, from moms to NBA, NFL, NHL players, Olympic athletes, Navy SEALs, and exercise enthusiasts. Element is so sure you'll love their product and come back for more. They're offering you a free Element sample pack. That's eight single serving packets free. Just cover the cost of shipping $5 for U.S. customers. Get yours at drinklmnt.com slash mayo. Drinkelement.com slash mayo. This deal is not available on the regular website. You must go to drinklmnt.com slash 
Mayo. Element offers a no questions asked refunds. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and we'll give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. The chat. The chat. You ready for good questions or bad questions? Only good questions. Otherwise, banned for life. Yes. I, I got I got an easy ban finger going on right now. All so right. We'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Kyle got into the chat first. He says, just pooling around. Please pick one from of these. I hate. Wish I would have said no tears questions. I fucking hate these. The you're, playing in a, you're playing in a master's pool. Make your own fucking picks. Yeah, and there's a lot of them. And, like, usually and they're all different. Yeah, they're all set up differently. I get a lot of those DMs throughout the week. Of, I'm in this pool with my buddies, and I really want to be them. my work friends. It's like, here we go. Honest to God, just go to the odds board and take the guy with the highest odds in each one. You can that pr- usually works. Against the people you're playing yeah. against? Most likely, yes. Yeah, you're not in this bubble that we're in. You're beating your work friends. You can pretty much just do that and be all set. Yeah, like they're going to take Fred Couples. Or be, be a contrarian. Like someone's like, oh, I, should I take Tiger? Because everyone's going to take Tiger. No, it's exactly why you don't take Tiger. Because everyone else is going to take him. And that's how you find your difference. From off screen, Paul Shaughnessy. Fade Tiger. Fade Tiger in your uh, pools. My group chat is filled with these exact types of pools. And there's a ball <laughs> of money. He's like, I'm betting Tiger. <laughs> Yeah, fade Tiger in any pool. But here's the one because I didn't put in that provision. Pick one from the this tier. Ready for the rankings? You ready? Oh, gosh. Henley, Wolf, Young, or Fleetwood? I'll go with Young. I'll go with Henley. Yeah, Henley's probably a better play, but I think Young just has the upside. Go with him. List, Rose, Hughes, Straka, Tiger, or Champ? I would take List. Yeah, that's where I actually would take List. I just don't like the rest of the group. So yeah. I'd give it a shot there. Pat, who are some golfers that you feel are better than better bets than DFS plays this week? And where do you see ownership landing on Victor Hovland? Siwoo is probably a better bet than DFS play. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. He's a really good price. Brooks might be a better bet than DFS play. Yeah, usually it's... I mean, if they win, they're a great DFS yeah, it's play. it's usually just correlated to the ownership percentage. If he's going to be heavily owned on DraftKings, you're not really getting any advantage necessarily going there unless you get leverage and go way overweight, but you could just bet him at 22 to 1 where that number sounds pretty good. So I would say Brooks fits that pretty well. In the big $15 Millie Maker on DraftKings, I think Vic comes in at 8%. Sound, that's where I would have said 8 to 10, so that was my range. Because every every you can go back and look at Sky's numbers on this for the ownership at the Masters. Like... Guys start getting to extremes the closer that we get. So if it looks like they're going to be a bit lower owned than everyone else, turns out they end up being like three, four points lower than yeah. you think that they're going to be. And the higher guys end up going the other way. Yeah, and just range it out. Like Scotty and Vic, 8 to 12. Eight to, like that's where I'm saying, oh, if he's 12, he's not actually that good of a deal. I wanted him to be 8. No, you're either playing him or you're not. JT is 20 plus. Rom <laughs> is 20-ish. Like that, you know what you're going up against here. Yeah, and you don't. And you mentioned it. You don't need to fade all the chalk. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you should try to embrace some of the chalk at the Masters. There's yeah. a reason at the Masters, the course with the most predictive course history. The same guys pop up every year. Yeah. De- I mean, last year when Decky won, I think I saw the number. I can't remember if it was in the $20 or the $100, but there was like a 38% owned Spieth and a 36% owned Casey or something. And then Decky was in there at like 9.8% because he was not, he's the guy that breaks all the trends coming in. How much was he last year? Ooh. 88? I'd have to look it up. I, it was... Uh, was it low nines or high eights? Th- I thought it was low nines, but it might have been high eights now that you said it. it might have been 88 or 8,600. I mean, that, that's the Reed range when he won. Willett was 8,300 the year that he won. Sam Burns, 8,600. Sung J.M., 8,400. Or Tiger, 8,500. Okay, Tiger. <laughs> Fade Tiger, right, Paul? The, the books are out of business Tiger. of Tiger. Books are out of business of Tiger wins. I looked at the handle this morning. It's he is nuts. the most bet on guy by far. It's 
Brooks, Scheffler, and Tiger way above everyone else in terms of handle, in terms of tickets, yeah. everything. This is what I'm saying, though. Like, why it makes no sense. Because don't forget, people were putting in these 80s and 60s back when, when it first was even a chance. Now we got to this week, and they didn't go and change the numbers. They're still letting it roll in at 50-60, no problem. Cash, 2v2. Who do you guys prefer? Do you like Rose and Young or Fitz and EVR? Probably go Rose and Young. I like yeah. Fitz the best yeah. of all those guys. I think they're both horrible, but Fitz is the best. Fitz is a great cash play. And then you could go whoever, but uh, I wouldn't put EVR. Like I would do like Fitz and Harmon. Champ. Or, you know, no, but I'm saying for, for cash. They just want to play. Peters then. They want to get the safety in there, then go for it. But I, that's why I don't like cash at all, because I just want to play to win. You worried about Usti? I'm not. No, I'm not either. I, I'm not at all. JT or Morikawa? I'm going Morikawa. I'm, I'm heavier on JT, but uh, my guy Big T is off him. So we're going to have that conversation tonight at Rumpier. I, I think Morikawa is interesting at 10 2. Russell Henley has a very solid history at Le Masters en Francais. <laughs> However, he hasn't played here in four years. Is it safe to consider this history, or do we throw it out due to the length of time? No, I think that's one of the reasons that Henley is priced at where he's at. The stats obviously check out, as they do every single week for him, and he has this history of being pretty good at the Masters when he ends up playing. That's why he's going to be like 17 to 18% owned. Yeah, he might he might be one of those guys though that you want to have in there. A lot of 15 to 20% guys can come through. Well, how about this? Would you rather go Connors or Henley? I'd rather play Connors. I would rather play Henley. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a, I've struggled more with Connors because what's Connors stuff is based off of a little bit of recent form. Henley has the same, but the thing about Connors is mostly just based on last year, his great finish here, and he had other he, good he finishes. He has two, two I mean, good finishes. He's never missed the cut here, mm-hmm. and one of them he qualified at Valero and just played the next week and still performed pretty well. Yeah, the Monday cue into the Valero, the Valero gets in and does the job. But like Henley's history is from four years ago, but I think it's four made cuts, a bunch of top twenties. Like he's still capable. Georgia boy, like I don't know, I feel better about Henley actually than Connors personally weirdly, I, I think if we're thinking about the mean performance here of like trying to get a top 20, you might be right about Henley. Not that I think that Connors is going to win. I'm not betting him to win. But if you told me one of those two guys won, the answer would be Corey Connors. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, like the upside potential. Like if he just putts well, it's like, oh boy. Yeah, one, one thing that worries me, and it worries me with all these guys, and so the questions are going to be asked, so it still ties in, but like the Will Zalatoris's, the you know, Corey Connors types, where Luke List, even these ball yeah, strikers. Yeah, but Zalatoris isn't on their level of bad putting. He's just not. No, it's not even the putter that worries me, actually. It's if the wind is this serious over the two days and causes issues where they're not hitting every green like we're used to, which they should be able to. They're better ball strikers. Not a problem not. for List. Yeah. List, one of the best short game players on tour. Yeah. But can he make those four-foot putts? That's to be seen. They all have their issues. I do worry about this around the green stuff a little bit more for a guy like Connors. Whatever they're capable of, sure, they're all good players. But I do think that matters more, that everyone's just locking them in for 16 out of 18 greens in regulation in their mind. It's not going to happen. If I start my pool with Vic at 10.1, am I already unique enough that I can take on Brooks and Xander without having to worry about too much ownership in the eights and below? I would say yes. Absolutely. Because most people will just go, if they're going to go like that route, they'll just go Brooks, then Xander, like oh, together and yeah. not use Vic. Not that that, they're starting their pool there. It means they're not playing JT, DJ, Rom, Scheffler, anybody, Kawa. They're not playing anyone up there. Any idea why the betting odds at the top of the board didn't move much? I mean, I think they were pretty settled in. Uh, and Morikawa has fallen a little bit. Brooks has moved up a little bit. I, I've been seeing guys fall. Like even Rom's fallen a little bit because they weren't taking enough action. There wasn't much of a reset this year of what you're used to, but I also think we've seen this even at the players. It happened a little bit where the odds are a little bit more stagnant coming in where they're just scattering them evenly versus giving us those big gaps that we're used to seeing in the past years. So that's why I don't think you're going to see a big swing. You might get two points this way, three points that way, but you don't see like 10 or 15 point jumps usually. There's still time on this stuff too. Yeah. If they're really not taking money. I like the biggest slider has been Bryson 
You can get him as low as like 60 to one now, which is insane. It's not insane. It's probably right, but it's just crazy to think that he was 25 to one last week. Now he's more than double that number uh, coming in at 80%. I <laughs> don't want a big number. I don't want it, but that's a big number. Uh, who else? Hovland's fallen a bit more. Cow has fallen down the board a bit. Cantley and Xander have stayed right around where you know they came into the week. Lowry's moved up. Connors has moved up. Fitzpatrick has moved up. The crazy thing is Berger hasn't moved an inch. He's just 40 to one. Sounds about right. And I know but... no one has bet him. Yeah, no, nobody I know at least has been talking about betting him or even playing him at 9K going back to DraftKings. Hmm. Fantasy National Course Breakdown shows us greens and, greens and regulation and three-putt avoidance are important. It's important in a lot of places. Seb Straka is good in these two metrics, but lacks in the others such as approach. Are you comfortable with him this week? I was going to play Straka before literally every single person on my timeline told me they were playing Straka. Like, I, he might be like 9, 10, 11% owned. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's definitely getting talked about. Like I said, oh, uh, Georgia Bulldog as well. Yeah, forgot about that. I don't know. I, I'm a little bit off the board there, but I, you know, not with Peters at all. But I do like Peters. But uh, Varner, we didn't talk about. I mentioned him the other day. I, I'm taking a shot on Varner here this week too, in the $15 especially. Like I just don't think anyone's going to go there, and he's a guy I think can definitely get you a top 20, top 10, and score well. What is his tea time? Where's Varner at? Where are we seeing? Do you see him out there? Harold Varner's afternoon, afternoon yeah. with Sergio and Peter. What a great Sergio Peters and Varner. Thing about that though is if that, what if that ends up working out? Like you said, we're, we could get our players PM AM flop leg. True. And it ends up coming through here. And some of these guys in the PM that nobody's on, like I, I can definitely see that. And I just think yeah, it's like, 6,600. I, I got Robert McIntyre in, in the PM in terms of the first round lead. I was thinking more first, first round. round I knew you were thinking first round. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, but I was thinking more on classic slate and people talking about the guy like Stracker, uh, um, Sepp Straka there. You've got, uh, uh, Peters, who you could go off of, but uh, you like Champ, Varner's there. I think there's other interesting plays. What three players would you bump due to the fact that they play well in the wind? I think Lowry has to get a bump. Finau, we talked about, somehow plays well in the wind. Fitzpatrick, I think. You know who's an excellent wind player? Neiman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I, like I said, I still think Neiman's a great play. I'm not going to just dust the guy off because of the Tiger thing. If anything, it's better for me wanting to get to get him at a little bit lower ownership. And because he's in that group, I think more people do drop down to Fino, and I'm okay with him too. But I do prefer, I do like Neiman, like I said, I prefer to have him in the wind here. Trust Woodland's recent form or does course history weigh it down? I'm going with the course, I'm going with course history on him and Billy Horschel, just not playing them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as high on Horschel as I am on Woodland. I still think Woodland, just looking at it over and over again, just doesn't make any sense. That form is just too strong. And the other thing, for you know, not just wind involved, he can bomb it out there, but if you look at uh, the clubbing down. The stinger. The stinger that he can put out there and, and do that here, I think that makes it just a little bit more intriguing. He's going to be popular at 6,900 a little bit, but uh, for the form we're getting, it's pretty good. The only thing he really messed up at was the players with the bad weather draw. Other than that, it's three top eights and like a 21st place. So I like Gary Woodland at 6,900. Someone asked for a rank'em, Tambo. Got Ready? It. Yeah, do it your way. Young, Homa, Woodland, Bobby Mack. Young, Homa, Woodland, Bobby Mack. So, Young, Bobby Mack, Woodland, Homa. That's the order I like him. I'm, I like McIntyre better than Young, very slightly, but I think I have the same rankings as you. But no one asked me on that one. They asked you on that one. Of course they did. Please ban someone for life at the show open. Not me, though. I love you. Ooh, that doesn't sound like a question to me. Uh, Tough scene, pal. Banned for life! Really Set himself up for that. Well, you know, okay, don't, don't actually do that. <laughs> uh, Do you like Eviera this week? Nah. No. 
Is a Tiger Matsuyama lineup the best unsafe lineup you've ever seen? Who would you add to it? Well, you might as well just play Tiger and Bryson and Matsuyama and Casey. Answer. Answer and Fred Couples. Damn, write that one down. That might be the winner. <laughs> Henley or Connors. We just did that. Fitzpatrick or Connors. I prefer Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick as well. I, I actually prefer Fitzpatrick also to Henley if we go back to the earlier. Uh, I felt great about a Zalatoris Neiman lineup, and now I'm overthinking Neiman about playing with Tiger. So all things considered, which 2v2 do you prefer at the same price? Zalatoris Neiman or Siwoo Morikawa? I still, I like the Zalatoris one better. I'm, I'm okay with Neiman, and I like I said, I think Zalatoris' price at 9200 is still fair. The only thing that worries me is if he's not hitting those greens, it could be a bit of a challenge for him, and he's picking up some steam. He's not bad around the greens. He's not, he's not horrible. I'm just saying that, that you now have to take, you mentioned earlier, like, yeah, you have to take different things into effect. He has to come up with the around the green shot. Then he has to have the lag putt. And then he has to have the, the short putt. We'll see how he can do it. Would it be okay if I smashed the like button? I will say yes. Everyone out there should smash the like button, rate, review, and sub to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Podcast to get into that master swag draw as well, if that's something that you're into. Uh, cuss touting Higo is just mean is correct. It's also might be a comment or a statement. No, there's a he. Yeah, I, I, I like that one. Why is we'll no one that. talking about Hovland? <laughs> I think it's the same. Maybe it is overblown, if, if you will, but uh, it's mainly to do with this around the green game. And I think it's, let me say aside to that, though, it's not, that's not all it is. That's what's being overblown, if you will, of saying that he's not going to be able enough. The wind picks up. He should have more off the green shots and all that stuff. It's more that he's in the range of Kawa, JT, Rom, Scheffler. Like, is he good? Absolutely. Does he have three of the six wins that are sitting up in this top range over the last short period of time? Yes. But does that make him the best play? Not necessarily, because the other guys, even above and below, can still get through and win this tournament for you. You don't just win because you get Hovland at 8%. That's not that's like us getting our closing line value on our bets. You don't <laughs> automatically win because you got 8% Hovland. You're off to the races. Who would you consider to be the safest cut maker in the $6,000 range? Oh, it's got to be like this, the safety dudes, like uh, Harmon or not. Like, those are the guys that are definitely going to make the cut. It's just what do they do with it from there? They just don't make enough mistakes, don't make enough bogeys, but they're not really super long, so they're not going to maybe have the eagles that you'd want in the scoring, but one of them can still come through. I'm just saying to me, those are the safer guys. Who do you got? I think those were going to be my two stock answers as well. Yeah. Hard, hard for them to make enough mistakes to actually miss the cut, but on that token, we've talked about this plenty, and even on the Friday show with Raz, it's like, their top 40 is probably not good enough because not only is it not a top 20, but it doesn't come with a lot of great DraftKings scoring versus like you mentioned, like if Higo or Champ. can get through or Champ <laughs> and all of a sudden they're making an eagle here and a hole out there and they get lucky on a couple other things, maybe a streak in there, whatever it might be, that's where you start to rack up the DraftKings points and that's how you get to the top of the board. What do you typically look to net minimum on your outright betting card? 4X, 5X, 6X? I don't think about that. <laughs> I, I do, actually, and I like the question because so many times... This is, it's it's usually, by and large, 5 to 6X. I was just going to say, it's about 5 to 6X, but the reason I laugh at it, and that's where the Willie, Willie Z, more Willie Z slander comes in, is when people are betting him at like 20 to 1, I'm like, well, if you're putting 100 bucks on three guys and then this happens and he comes through, you're not even really getting 20 to 1 because you can only have one winner. So congrats on your 7 to 1 Willie Z bet that you hit this week when he had to actually go and win a tournament. But I'm with you. I like the 5 to 6X. Thoughts on doing stacks due to high wins on Fridays? We talked about the weather at 840. 
45 of the show, so you can rewind to that if you want a full breakdown. So I keep the time code so I can just reference them. <laughs> and if you're watching this not live as we go through, you can just hit the time codes anyway. Hey, Pat, thanks for all your time and efforts this week. Thank you, Andrew. You sound like a great person. Struggling with the low 7Ks, how would you rank Leash, Siwoo, Homa, and Cam Young? Leash is cursed, but he's also a great win player. So we have to take that in consideration. Cam Young, Siwoo. Si For DraftKings, I like Cam Young better than I like Siwoo, just based off ownership. But I still like Siwoo, like everyone does. But I go yeah. Cam Cam Young, Siwoo, Leash, Homa. I've got Young, Leash, Siwoo, Homa. Uh, what is this one here? Am I crazy to think Seb Straka with his distance and ability to play in the wind? Great recent form. Should I take him? He's winning. He's first, first round leader and winner, I think. Yeah, well, top debutant as well. He might as well get in on <laughs> get that. Get in on that. Top too. continental Euro. Yeah. Uh, that's another one that we can play. Yeah. I don't want to dismiss it because I see the tea leaves that everyone else sees at the same time. And I don't, and this is one that I can't figure out. Is this just an us bubble, Seb Straka love fest, or is this like permutating out into the world? I, th I think it's starting, but it's not going to be enough to care. So look, if you like him, we're making fun of it. You can go to him there. I will say this. I don't know if you have it up or if you can find it anywhere, but Peter's is like a huge favorite over some of the guys above him and even some of the guys into the 7K range. And it's not always the truth. That doesn't always work out when the betting markets have it this way, that that's the thing that happens. But we've seen it recently with guys like Troy Merritt where that betting market does play out and then he goes out, has a pretty good week. So I, I do still lean Peters and I don't think either of them get enough. And you could start a lineup with both if you want to get aggressive. Like they're both guys that can score on this course if they have a good enough week and be in the top 25, but with more DraftKings scoring to go with it. So... Take your pick or, or use them both, but uh, I'm okay with it. One and done. I can burn one of these guys at the top. JT, Cam Smith, DJ. Don't like the cuss stank on DJ. Scheffler, Cantlay. Cantlay lowest available. I mean, you have every good player. Just fucking pick one. Yeah, that's how, kind of how <laughs> like, I feel about it. If you're, I, I think that's another thing someone asked earlier about betting versus DraftKings. I think one and done versus that is the same thing. And if you don't want to take... 20% uh, owned Cam Smith. I got no problem playing him in one and done where if he comes through and beats me, then at least I get something out of it and keep rolling from there. But uh, you got everybody, like you said. Pat, what are your thoughts on Webb Simpson, 200 to one? First tourney back, he was in the mix the first three rounds. Not why people think he's been awful since his return because he actually has been awful mm. since his return. He was horrendous at match play, got a win by shooting over par against Brian Harmon and then lost his other two matches. He was terrible at the players. He was okay at Valspar. Came out hot. Bad came out hot and then just disappeared over the yeah. next three rounds. I never liked Webb to win at this tournament anyway. Like, he always just seemed to me as, if you were ever going to bet Webb at the Masters, it's a top 20 bet. That's the bet. Yeah, this rolls right into the question earlier. Bad bet, in my opinion, because he's not winning. Long shots don't win here. It's 200 to 1. Great. It looks like a big number, but it's that way for a reason. But if you wanted to play him at 7,500 on DraftKings, hope he has those good first two you days. You playing him? I am, yeah. In the $15, I'm playing him. I wanted to try and sneak from you a little bit more inside information if I could get it. I can't find any, but uh, like the Valspar was 267s to open up. It was just the weekend that was bad. Don't think that means a lot, but at 7,500, I can get away with it. I don't think he's a guy that's getting played in this range at all. Is Zalatoris outright winner worth betting below 35 to 1? I guess if it's 33, like what fucks the difference, but I bet it at 40. I, I wouldn't bet it at 50. I, I just can't. How I, dare you? It's just not. How dare you? He's not he winning. Second last year. He's not winning. Second last year. By the way, top guys that come top 10 and Corey Connors falls into this as well the previous year. It's like a four or five year sample size now of really horrible results the following year, including missed cuts from winners. Um, 
All I remember in my mind is Jordan Spieth coming second at the Masters in his debut. Where'd he finish the next year, Tabo? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got a one-off there. You got a one-off. <laughs> You're right. There's definitely the possibility if it happens to be Willie Z or Corey Connors, then congratulations to you. But I think that's a, a tough one to ask. Where is Paul? Paul's standing right over there behind the camera and switching all. You see, Paul says hi to everyone. <laughs> I wish you guys streamed on Twitch, man. Unfortunately, I'm not like a 15-year-old, so I'm not going to go on Twitch. We need more LED lights and gaming chairs. Yeah, chairs for that. Not, not really my scene. Although it seems like, oh, I would love to gift you some subs to the GOAT. Well, thank you very much, Kenny. But uh, Yeah, that is nice. You can't go live on Twitch and YouTube at the same time. People just know me that i'm on youtube and you just it would just the studio setting to me is youtube not twitch i mean it's i mean you can watch the show on tv too if you want to that is correct. if you have game plus tune in you can watch it on tv nice high resolution <laughs> high definition because the youtube uh resolutions only goes up to 720 for whatever reason yeah i don't know why that is yeah and like we film in 4k so Looks much better on the TV. I did get to see it. My, my parents saw it. And my dad, by the way, we brought him in last week. He got the Tway withdraw. His plays this week are Morikawa and Lucas Glover. The glove. The glove. He's in on the glove. So that's the interesting one to, to talk about. But Tway, he picked, and then he withdrew Hideki. He picked two also withdrew. So, so Glover's going to withdraw is what you're saying? So, and maybe Morikawa, oh, too. Oh, God. That would be bad news his, for his me. His track record, so... So did he get to see you on TV? He saw it. That's what I'm saying. Was he I, pumped? Yeah, he thought I was a celebrity now. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, Tambo, what outrights do you have? We went over that at 532 of the show. Has any caddy had multiple winners at the Masters? No idea. I'm going to say no. No? Fluff what? with Fred Couples? and Bones when JT won in 2022 this year? <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually don't know. Ted Scott was one I was thinking of, but uh, Bubba only. Right? I think Fluff was on Couples Bag. Was he on the first Tiger Bag? Maybe. I don't really remember. Thanks for all the great content. If you were to lock in a player from the 10K range and 9K range, who would it be? If I was guaranteed someone to do really well, I'd lock in Rom. Yeah. And I would lock in Spieth. I'm I'm Rom and Brooks. So we're saying on Ron Brooks. I know he's owned, but Major is just a whole different world. I just ignore it all. Hey, Pat, how do you determine the size of your player pool? I typically play five GPP lineups a week. Well, like 10 guys, five lineups. F five lineups, yeah. Just build, like lock in three or four even. And then spread and it out. sprinkle a couple guys around them, whatever that works out to. Is it a requirement to wear an earring to be a host on this show? Yes. The answer is yes, but you, I don't, you don't, I don't have, have to wear them in right now. You don't have, have to wear them the day of, but you have to have your ears pierced. Ah, oh, this is a very, I, maybe it's just, maybe this person's doing it from their phone or they just don't know English, but either way, any idea on answer? Why he withdrew last week? Is he okay play? <laughs> That's a question. That's a question. Yeah. We debated a little bit before the show. I'm out. I'm, I'm definitely going to play him. I think he looks good, and I think uh, even going back to match play, he dusted Morikawa and had every shot in the bag. His around the green game was very strong at the, at Austin. Country Besides Tours. Austin, he's been kind of shit this year. He has been, but again, also too, don't don't forget this. Like he won a WGC last year, kind of a WGC field, right? When you cancel out the old guys, the amateurs, whatever. I think he's at least capable of getting up there, and at seventy nine hundred, he can do enough. What number did you and Jeff get Scott at? I think Jeff got a 90 from December. Oh, wow. I got a 70 when I put it out like two weeks ago, but I'm staring at a 65 right now. So I'd play him down to 55, 50. Like, I think, I think he has a good chance of winning. So he's, I, he's a 50 I would, and up guy. Yeah, like, I would want, that, I would want to bet him. Yeah. Leishman, Reed, Horschel, or Bubba? Ugh, Leishman. 
Wow, that's pretty bad. It's For me, it's Leishman, or if you don't want to go with the curse, I would go with Bubba. I'll, I'll take some shots on Bubba around this place. Uh, I think I saw it actually was your boy, Cam Champ, was talking about, or it was an article on this around Cam Champ just being absolutely blown away watching Bubba around the greens at on practice rounds this week of the things that he can do. So Maybe he learned something. Oh, maybe he picked it up, yeah. See if he can implement. Any amateurs making it to your player pool? No. Almost. Is it the Japanese guy? Of course. Yeah. Everyone, you, you know that story? This is so crazy about Nakajima. It's the best nugget of the week. So he's only played on the PGA Tour twice. It was the Zozo and the Sony Open. Who won both of those? The same guy, Hideki Matsuyama. Who's like the book's odds-on super favorite to win top am and go to Butler Cabin with his idol right next to him, likely handing the jacket off to somebody else? Gotta think something of it. I've heard some sharper dudes even say that Nakajima could be the top debutant. He's that good. I think they want it more than they think it's going to happen. Maybe. Like, would you really take him against Sam Burns? No, even, like, there's there's Burns, there's Gooch, there's Varner, there's other guys at Sepstraka, if you want to keep piling on that. We already said he's winning it, but I'm just saying, uh, to plug him in at the pool at 6,400, I I have went back and forth on. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet, but for the $15, 150 entries, just, you know, throw 10%. So straight forecast bets, uh, Hideki, Nakajima, 5,000 to (laughs) 1. You know, two to one to be in Butler Cabin together, even money, but uh, not for those reasons. So I'm not doing that. Where is Top Davey? He was like 30 to one to win Top Debutant or something like that. He's an overwhelming favorite to be Top Amateur. That's what I'm saying. You can't even bet on that. Like, it's the number's stupid. So if you were going to try it, try him on at Top Debutant. Hope those other guys don't come through. I just think they are going to come through. Burns, Gooch, um, Varner, they all would be a better bet there for me than him. Tiger's caddy in 2019 won with Fred Couples. That's A, not a question, and B, that's not true. He had, uh, what's what's his face? Joe whatever on the bag, didn't he? Joe LaCava? Yeah, it wasn't Fred Couples' caddy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the, the best guy to talk to about caddies, but yeah, I, d- I definitely think that could be wrong. Lee Westwood at 210 to 1 is past his prime. Is he a good bet? No. He is not. The first sentence is the reason why it's not a good bet. Uh, thoughts on Seb Straka and or Cam Davis as potential pivots. I mean, Straka's not going to be a pivot off Peters. He's just not. He's yeah. going to be the same. They're going to be the same. Davis would be the way to go there. I'm, I'm not playing Davis. <laughs> I might. Ugh. Victor Hovland couldn't praise Casey enough at his press conference yesterday regarding his short game. Good God. The way he puts spin on the ball. Casey, 90-1, to 1, gets karma back. You want to talk about Casey. I think he's fine. Oh, gosh. That just makes me laugh because I believe the statement was Victor Hovland was praising him on his... Yeah, anything looks better than Hovland's short game. So it's probably phenomenal seeing Casey's out there. But uh, I, I don't know. I think Casey's fine. And I think it's uh, going to be very much like the players where we end up seeing him just get basically no ownership, and then it comes down to what he can do. I I do worry a little bit about the short game more than anything, but if the approach game is on, and it was just back spasms. Those can go away. You've talked about it in the past. I think you had it in your newsletter this week or in your article talking about uh, back problems. If you've had them, they can just go away and not show up for six more months. They can definitely just bounce back six days later. I can tell you, sometimes when you're getting the clothes out of the dryer, watch yourself if your disc slips and then you go head first into the dryer and then you're stuck onto the ground. Now, maybe I know about this, maybe I don't know about this, but uh, it's not a great situation to be in. Sometimes you can sneeze and throw at your back if you have a bad back. Like, I have a really bad back. It hasn't been, actually, when I took my kid to dance class and for two weeks straight. Like once I thought it was cause I was on an airplane and whatever. And then I took him to dance class like the next day. And like, it's a lot of like him running straight at me and like jumping. Yeah. He gets all fired up. Yeah. And then like, I couldn't walk the next day. The was- sneeze thing I've seen for sure. I had a good buddy, same thing. And I ended up needing a surgery and everything, not just from the sneeze. That's sort of like the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And now it's like, Oh, something must be wrong with me. And he had to go get checked out. It was based on that. So like you said, it can flare up 
out of anywhere, but I think he's good at 7,600 here. He has a great history. He's got a good all-around game. Pat, what makes you think that Scott at 70 is better value than Bubba at 90? One guy's good and the other guy's not. That's the way that I would go with it, at least. <laughs> They're very similar. Bubba's been shit. The Scott bet is definitely probably, well, I said definitely probably. It's not true, but I'd say it's probably better. It is better. Bubba has been bad outside of one round at the players this year. That's the only good round he's had. He almost won the Saudi. Oh, yeah. I suppose that's true. He yes. came running down to give HV3 a big hug. Like, this guys, he's got the game. He's, he can find it around here, too. That's the thing. Par 5 scoring. Who's in the top five at the Masters? Well, you can go to fantasynational.com slash mayo to go research this. Par 5 scoring at the Masters over the past five years. Do you know who number one is? No idea. Jordan Spieth. There you go. Which yeah. is kind of crazy it's probably like guys like speed Hideki, like whoever won it like wasn't hideki some crazy number last year when he won it like 12 under on the uh the holes or something like uh, the par fives I, I just can't remember but it's definitely guys like that anyone who won came through on the par fives par fives gained coming into this event over the past 50 rounds cantley and bryson are tied for first fitzpatrick cam smith seamus power are next and then it's rom chef or homa gooch we, we still haven't talked about gooch i don't want to play him i'm not just i'm not doing it He's an interesting conversation since we talked. Like, again, the books, this is the opposite effect of what I talked about earlier with a guy like Peters. Like, how is he such odds to win? Like, the outright odds are insane versus a guy like Burns right below him. But then if you go on FantasyNational.com and look into all the stats, he pops in the stats models. Like, Gooch does, and it seems like a course he could get around. We talk about a guy like Cam Smith, why people like him here so much. Again, not obviously as a history. We're talking about a debutante, but with Cam Smith, he can be a little bit more erratic off the tee. But he can get away with that here, and then he has a good all-around game beyond that. Isn't that Taylor Gooch for cheaper? I know it's 8,700. It's still steep, I'm saying, but that's that's paying up for probability. He's not going to be owned at 8,700. Let me ask you this. What's the difference between Gooch and Hoagie? That's tough to say. Not much. $3,000. But it's very... $2,000. And the same ownership, basically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. I Just like I said, when you talk about general upside of a guy like him versus Cam Smith... Cam Smith won the players, you know, had won the uh, century or whatever it was and is a better player. But I think nobody's playing Taylor Gooch at 8,700. That's the difference. Uh, do you prefer Spieth or Zalatoris? Spieth. I, pr- I prefer Spieth. Is playing Siwoo, Bobby Mack, and Peters on DK. Is it time to withdraw and deactivate my account? I don't think so. <laughs> I have lineups with those guys. Yeah, I was going to say that. At least you're looking for some firepower. You need a lot to go your way for boom bust, but I think it's a good way to go. Uh, share the show around on the social midges as well uh, to get some more concurrence going so we can get that good advertising money so we can continue to come at you live. We do this every single Wednesday, by the way, if you didn't know. The chats, although more people are concerned about the Masters than they will at my favorite event on the PGA Tour next week, yeah. the RBC Heritage, but... Pat, what do you think about three chances of Colin, DJ, and Brooks together at plus 550? So if one of those wins, one of those guys win, it pays plus 550. I don't like it. Yeah, it's not, it's not the way I bet or, or how I'd go about it. So how does that work? I'm just trying to do it with the math in my head. So if you bet $20 on that, you would win, what, 110 mm-hmm. So if you bet $5 on each of their outrights, what would that pay? It should be similar. Aren't they all like 20-ish to one? They're all 20-ish to one. Then you would have an extra five left over. Yeah. 
So I just don't. Yes, so it seems like you're getting scummed a little bit here. Yeah, maybe. If you, or you could just bet five on four golfers instead of the three, and it gives you exactly the same payout for the same investment. Yeah, you're looking for the smallest of edges, I think, and it's going maybe against you in that case. My mind is still thinking back to how next week is the RBC Heritage, and see who's very popular this week could bust, and then we get to play them next week at lower ownership. I'm, I'm already thinking ahead for that, but let's get through the Masters first. Uh, Reed has a horrible history here. Horschel doesn't have a great track record here, but why shouldn't this be his first major? Great second shot guy. That's not really all that true. And putter. That can be true from time to time. Better on Bermuda than bent. And that's usually what we see. 110 to 1. I mean, sounds like you want to bet Horschel? Bet Horschel. Is the question to play Horschel versus Reed? Because I think that's a good question. No, I think it's just to bet Horschel. Oh, okay. Who would, who would you play between Horschel and Reed this week? Or bet. Doesn't matter. Like, who, who would you go uh, Probably with? Horschel. Yeah, I think I would too. Uh... I'm playing Rose, first-round leader, too. Ooh, that doesn't sound like a question to Pat. Banned for life! Good questions. I don't care about your fucking comments. All right? Do that on your own chat. Tell a bunch of people who don't give a shit. Except for me, because I also don't give a shit. But don't tell me. Clog up my fucking chat. Rose or Leishman for DraftKings? Rose. Rose. Hatton was 95-1 to for the first half of last week. That's not a fucking question. Banned for life. We're getting into it now. <laughs> uh, I got the band finger ready to go. You asked the questions. The questions chat. Thoughts on Schwartzel? I'm not playing him. <laughs> you you kind of liked him. I, I liked him versus Mac Hughes. I'm not playing either of them. Okay, fair. But like, if you want that type of guy that you're yeah. just banking on a whole bunch of putts being made, I've seen Schwartzel do it here so many times. That would be the only lean that I would yeah, have there. Makes sense. Is the 8K range setting up to be the sandwich range? Yes. Uh, we went over this at 1351 of this show about the 8K range, uh, and we completely agree with you. What do you think about betting guys in the AM on Friday, end of round two leader bets? If the PM sucks a lot on Friday, you can basically cross off half the field, or the weather report's wrong and you lose all your money. Yeah. Uh, like we said, that, that's how you're betting, sure, for first-round leaders and stuff, I get it, but for if you're playing... We talked about this last time, even during the players, and I tried to reiterate it on Twitter. If you're going to play wave stacks, play both. Just figure it out. A lot, a certain portion of your lineups, and don't just pick and go all in on one side, because if that's wrong, it means the other side got there. And if nothing happens, you still leave a large majority of your lineups with both sides. Now that Tiger's probably playing, would you rather have Neiman or Scott? Scott. I'm actually still on Neiman. I like that his own, that it's the only thing that's changed is he's in Tiger's group and it brings the ownership down. It could end up being a factor, but I'm willing to figure it out by putting my money on it. Favorite debut town. I'm probably not going to bet this market. Paul bet Hoagie at 11 to 1. Okay. I would probably bet Higo at 16 to 1. Yeah, I'm on the super favorite. I'm on Burns. All right. Favorite Sonora bet. I don't have one. Uh, it's the answer is Padraig Harrington. Yeah, he's the, like plus 130, got, isn't got, he? He got chopped, but even that's good. Actually, he got chopped more than that. Ugh. in some places but it's mainly it's him versus bernard longer longer is the same conversation as always and then the course ended up getting longer you know pun intended i guess i don't know but the course is longer for longer so i would go with Her with harrington why no love for sung jay 12th in strokes gained this season if he gets his irons going listen we talked about sung jay and uh, that was at 13 no 51. sorry that, that was at 1755 <laughs> okay. that we talked about sung jay i think looking at 12th in strokes gained this season this is why you need to use fantasy national and don't log on to pgatour.com you know why he's 12th in strokes gained? Because he won the Shriners. He played really well at the CJ Cup, which by my calendar was over six months ago. Mm -hmm. What's he done lately? Fuck all. Yeah. But I, that doesn't mean to say that I don't think he can play well or he's a bad play. I, I'm thinking about playing him. But nothing in his form would indicate that he is going to play well. Yeah, it's just if you have a good Sungjae week, that's what you got to get. Get lucky. Brian Harmon has been peaking. 
He's been close in a major before. Lefty, great putter, 250 to one. Are you in? No. Me neither. How do I get a Fantasy National sweatshirt to help promote the site? I don't know. Moose just kind of sends them to me. You have one, don't you? I do not yet. No. no. Moose sent me some other stuff, but no, no sweatshirt. Um, this guy keeps giving me his bets. You're fucking gone. Like, I, I, I don't care what you're betting. <laughs> you, you have to realize that by now. DraftKings Sportsbook has the winning score over... Oh, there we go. That just jumped on me here. Uh, over 278.5. That's minus 13 and a half, I think. I think that's what that turns yeah. out to be. If Masters plays the single digit par under a single digit under par winner like Danny Willett Masters, which players are currently being overlooked? I mean, that's a lot of like, like when people build out algorithms, these are the type of questions that they're thinking about. I, I would yeah. say like Lowry, Fitz, like those guys. Will uh, yeah, Bez, like we talked about, like that. That's where you're gonna find a guy like him. Yeah, the Euro, the Euros. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they, they, they have the all-around game that they've got because it means it's gonna be windier. You know who than you be, expect. All you that know stuff. who actually would excel in that? Adam Scott. He would. If the winning score is like eight under, Adam Scott's gonna win. Straka or Werner as last guy. It sounds like you like Werner. I like Werner. I got a feeling about him this week. At 6,600, I think he's uh, gonna. He's definitely gonna go overlooked. I think, and just a good guy with 18th, sixth, and then the overseas win. That's five of his last six events. So I like that. Is playing four 8K guys, skipping the seven and nine too thin for single entry? I think probably. You probably leave too much win equity off way, the table. Yeah, I think the win equity is 9K and up. So uh, two or three 8K guys, I think, could find its way to the top, but uh, I don't think four. Should remind everyone to hit the description. I should probably make sure it's in the description right now. It is not. Um, to go to fantasygolfchampionships.com and go play in the giant one. And then it starts at the Masters, 7 a.m. Eastern time, lock time. It's $100 from now. Just $100 once. It goes from the Masters to the Open Championship. One pick per week, $10,000 to first place. Fantasygolfchampionships.com. Go do that now. We're almost out of here. Rose or Leishman? I like Rose. Rose. Tambo, can we play Van Royen? I don't, I don't like him. I think there's other options down there that you can go to, and he hasn't shown me anything. So, Fleetwood or Fitzpatrick? I like Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitz. And finally, do you like Connors this weekend? I do. I, I've come off of him. Uh, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm going to play him at all on my $15.150 max. I've got him in some $100, but that's it. Right. You're going live Thursday night? Yep. We'll going go live on. Wednesday night? We'll live tonight, uh, Thursday night, and probably Saturday night. There's, there's a few more shows to go still. Uh, follow Tyler on Twitter, at ToeTagandTambo. You've already put out the, the – th I love that thread article you do every week. Yeah, it's good. It's helpful to me, too, because I get to go through and see it all. But there's some crazy little nuggets that people just don't pay enough attention to, I think, that can give you some ideas. And I've had guys say that they've used it to just build lineups of their own. If they're like their $100 for the week or something like that, it's completely free. Just retweet it for me. I appreciate it. How many total lineups are you playing this week? 450? 250. 250? And I'm going to play all uniques. So any, I'm going to put 100 in the $100 and 150 in the $15. $15, I'm just going wild. The $100, I'm doing like groups of five to 10 lineups and just messing around with them like as, as if I had sets just to gamble it up a little bit in the $100 and then go all in in the $15 to try and take this thing down. I am going to play 50 lineups. 
Okay. This is where I'm at right now. But you I know, like I, I mean, if there's still like availability when I wake up in the morning because I'll be up early. Well, I might as well throw in a few more. Seventy-five, entries here. you know, yeah. get there. Quick. Yeah, up it, up it just a little bit. But fantasynational.com makes it so easy to make that many lineups. So fantasynational.com/slash/mayo in order to get that twenty percent off, plus the simulator, plus the ownership projections, all the stats you could ever look up, and it's so easy to use. Cannot recommend it more. Fantasygolfchampionships.com. And if you want to win some master swag straight. From Augusta National Official Gear, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. If you leave that review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you are in that draw. Winners announced on Monday's show. Good luck at the Masters. The newsletter is coming out this evening, so go subscribe to that in the description right now for all the final plays, all the final cheat sheets, and some extra research as well. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!